Welcome, Supers, to this Shark Tank Tales interview that I'm conducting. We're calling it Shark Tank Tales. I think that, I think, or Shark Tales, Shark Tank Tales, whatever you want to call it. These are the interviews with the Shark Tank businesses. Uh, and today I have Aaron Powell of Bunch Bikes, who was just recently on Shark Tank, uh, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Something. Well, this could have been a year ago by the time you're watching it. Who, who the heck knows? Anyway, we're here. I'm here. Uh, I got Aaron here. Let me get him up here on the screen and we will get this interview started. All right, Aaron, Aaron, What's how Joe? are you doing? How I'm are you doing this morning? Not doing good. Can't complain. Or afternoon. I don't know what time <laughs> it is. This is, <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk shark tank, right? Let's start at the beginning. What, what got you into the idea that you would go, you know, like you would start this because obviously getting on shark tanks, a journey, right? Like it's pretty well documented. It is not like, Oh, I showed up and then like, I just happened to write my name on the piece. I just of walked paper in the studio. Like, I said, like <laughs> no, uh, well, no, it re really, it was a former employee who was like a, you know, huge shark tank fan. And she's like, Aaron, you gotta be on shark tank. You, this, this is perfect. You gotta be on the show. And I'm like, I don't know. Like there's a lot of people at audition. Like, I don't know if I, you know, that's something that would work out, but I, just to kind of placate her, I just filled out the application online. I didn't go to an open call or anything, just filled out like whatever seven question thing they have. And said, okay, there, Julie, I, uh, I applied. So leave me alone. And, <laughs> you know, a few months later they, uh, you know, gave me the first call and then kind of went from there. Wow, that oh, that's uh, that's crazy because I mean, they they do do well. I don't know about in well, when did you apply? Was it 2018 it, or 2019? Uh, no, no, so yeah, we just aired this most recent season, so I this process started last year, 2020. Oh, wow, oh, okay, so yeah, there, I mean, there probably wasn't any open calls uh, through 2020, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I filled out the application pre COVID, so they were still doing open calls, and in the past, they've done them in Dallas, but they didn't have any scheduled for Dallas for this season, so it's like, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to go drive, to go do this thing. So I'll just fill it out <laughs> online. And if they want me, they want me. And I guess it is. So, so you're, so you, you said it was a former employee. So she, she went, what did she, was she just recently departed or like, uh, she, well, she actually had left a little bit before that to go like start her own coffee truck business. So, Oh, that's all. Uh, oh, I love that. You know, entre awesome. Entrepreneur at heart, you know, she, she owned a restaurant. They moved to Dallas. She was like looking for something to do kind of in the meantime, worked for me for a little while. And then she's like, I, I got to go back to the restaurant biz. That's what I like. So, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sure she was excited when she, you know, heard that you were going to be on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. So you applied in 2020, didn't probably expect to actually hear anything, you know, I mean, cause, cause they have like 40,000 people a year, like yeah, apply for this thing. So the, that's right. Know. That's right. <laughs> It's it's the odd, you know the odds are not in your favor and it's just a lot it's just a lot you know just a lot of businesses right it's easy to like miss and you know miss the boat without even knowing yeah. it right well you know but I think what helps and you know why I was kind of hopeful something would happen was you know I think there's really two things that play into it one is you know having a product that's unique or different in some way from what's been on the show in the past um or it's, you know just gets people's attention but then also having just a good story and i think i had kind of a good combo of both of those that made it interesting for tv because at the end of the day it's all about making interesting tv that people want to watch so that you might have the best money. business in the world but if you're super boring and you don't have a story and you know i mean 
you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be good for, for TV. So um, they want somebody with personality and, you know, they, they kind of screen you on the phone calls. I'm sure they're checking all these boxes as they're talking to you and making sure that they think you're worth moving forward in the process. And you got to make an audition tape and a video and all this stuff. And, you know, lots and lots of t tapes you got to send over. So it's just a process and they just whittle it down, whittle it down. And then eventually, Hey, you got a spot to film. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, so, so when you, when you went out there, I've read that they had, you guys had the quarantine when you got out mm -hmm. to Vegas, uh, which is, that had to have been tough. Uh, were, was it because you obviously are, were already operating a business? It's not like this was a, a business that, well, we're, we're working on getting to, or we're pre revenue, or, or we did a Kickstarter, but then, you know, and, and nothing wrong with that to, you know, to anybody watching, but, but in your case, you actually were operating a, a business and, and to have to operate your business remotely for, for like, a, you know, 10 to 14 days. With, with, did you find right. that well, part then, challenging? It, I think the most challenging part, not so much being away for a couple of weeks. I've got employees that are able to handle that. Um, and, you know, it's just sitting in a hotel room. I've got a laptop so I can do a lot of my work just sitting there. But it's really it was the hardest part was running the business during the COVID uncertainty, like right at the beginning. It's like. Are we going to shut down? Is the government going to shut us down? Uh, am I going to, you know, our sales had like stopped. It's like, am I going to have to fire all my employees? Like in the midst of all that, like I'm auditioning, like I'm going through the Shark Tank process. And so, and then once, and then I get far enough along to where it's like, okay, it's fairly likely I'm going to film. And so I need to be very, very prepared. And so it's like preparing for Shark Tank was like a full-time job on top of my full-time job already where, you know, it's like every evening, just watching episode after episode, taking notes. You know, I mean, oh, ding, I'd watch the I'd watch the show, but I hadn't like you know thought in such detail about okay, I need to have an answer for every single one of these questions for the last five seasons that's ever been asked to an entrepreneur. You know, I had hundreds of questions on this list, and then you kind of prioritize okay, what's most likely to be answered, what's kind of unique and specific to somebody else's business that's not relevant to mine, and then you kind of just kind of find this correlation. Okay, here's like these top 30, 40 questions that I have to know no matter what or I'm going to look like the biggest idiot if I don't. And this is going to follow me around the rest of my life, biggest moment of my life. So I better, I better have a good showing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, is one of the questions, cause I, you know, I've, I've helped somebody Well, you wouldn't know, but I've helped, I was helping somebody uh, get to shark tank a number of years ago at this point is like seven years ago. Uh, and she unfortunately did not make it, but she, her plan was to bring me with her because of the numbers, the, and, and all those questions that she just wasn't, she just wasn't good at them. So um, one of the things I I always wondered was as going on to the show, di and did you prepare um, for the potential for somebody to say, I'll buy your business. I, I will, I'll take the whole, like, I'll take the whole thing. Was that as a, a thing that you were prepared for on the, as, of it, the things you were putting on the table? Like, hey, this could happen. These questions could come up. Yeah, well, I mean, literally, if there was a question that was asked in the show, like I, I wrote it down and I had an answer for it. And yeah, I mean, I had an answer for that scenario and the price would have been more than anybody would have wanted to pay there in that scenario. So I didn't think that it was going to be likely, but I, I was ready to, I guess, walk away <laughs> if, they get, if the number was right, you know, but um, in the Shark Tank, I, I don't think you're going to get an acquisition offer that's going to be that's going to be good unless you're really desperate for some reason or you're trying to get out like, you know, and I'm not. You know, we're really just on the cusp of things taking off. Like, why would I want to sell it right now? You know, um, yeah, yeah. COVID was really, really uh, good for the bike industry in terms of demand. Like, a lot of people want to get out and bike, so 
like things are actually looking up for us right now. So I think I'm okay. <laughs> and that's one of the difficult things about with COVID, right? It's like so many industries, some are like way up. Some of them are, are way de- like decimated. Some of them are just way down. And, you even, know, well, and even being up causes its own problems because I actually the biggest challenge and one of the reasons I was even raising money was that um, just the supply chain is completely broken. So like demand is high worldwide for bikes factories are all beyond capacity and so i'm having to pay for you know for inventory more than a year in advance normally i buy it three months in advance and some parts like some brakes i'm paying for two years in advance and it's like wow like I'm, i just paid fifty thousand dollars for brakes i'm not going to get for two years it's like unbelievable so it's kind of a cash flow nightmare um but at the same time demand is really high and we're selling the bikes that we have and you know most of last year was spent being out of stock because we were selling so many so just just all going right back out to inventory that eventually one day hopefully we'll uh, recoup once the once things recover you know give it a year or two you know that brings up a great question about uh aside from shark tank is how how did you go about staying relevant when you have zero inventory to actually sell right cuz like everybody says it's a good thing right we oh we sold everything it's great like but but from a staying relevant point and hoping that people remember you know remember you but like hey i could show you this awesome bike but you can't actually have it right now like there's well, a waiting but list. it it was it was kind of a symptom of the whole industry like i literally every walmart last year had no bikes so it was like this bike mania like it was oh, very wow. much in the news if you were in the market for a bike you knew that there was no bike to buy from any company anywhere. Like everybody was sold out. Every bike shop was pretty much cleared out and empty. Um, there was nothing for like that last summer. Like everyone was just scrambling to get anything like parts. Everyone was hoarding parts. It was like toilet paper times a hundred. So, you know, so it, it was relevant in that it was like always in the news, like Walmart, like, you know, the bike boom or whatever, but our product being a high priced kind of bike is, you know, it's kind of an aspirational product. A lot of people aren't buying immediately anyways. They're saving up for a few months or thinking about it or they're not, you know, so they will wait a while to get it. And so we were doing pre-orders like, hey, like I know the lead times are long right now because of COVID, you know, we'll actually put the product on as a little bit of a discount order now. You'll get it in a couple months. Um, so people were kind of reserving their spots that way. And that's kind of how we kept income coming in in the meantime. So it was you know, it's, and it's not, it's all challenge. I don't like doing pre-orders like that because then things happen or there's a delay and now everybody's upset. It's like, I, I, I try to like, just be straight and honest with the lead times and the delivery times. And sometimes with pre-orders, things just happen that are outside of your control and, you know, delays kind of piled upon delays. And it was sometimes two or three suppliers down and there was just nothing we could do about it. And, you know, we're still kind of recovering from all that and feeling the effects going into this year. But I think we've got, gotten ahead of it for the most part yeah i mean obviously you aren't the only industry i mean rvs were you know that's boat boats the boating industry uh well graphic <laughs> the computer industry inline uh, skates just, made it come back to <laughs> yeah, yeah well i actually quite a few of my friends are doing uh roller skating they they yep. wanted to like they like I, i'm gonna turn 40 soon and i i never learned how to roller skate i'm gonna do it and, and they've been posting pictures every day like them or video of them every day like getting better and better at roller skating so i you know it's i guess it's when you're when you're stuck at home not by choice it's like oh the, look at all the things that i should be doing because I, I i you know otherwise i literally would just be yeah, you know, sitting in front I mean, of my same with us like I, I was like okay i'm gonna do some stuff in the backyard clean it up i'm gonna build a sandbox for the kids literally oh. for two months 
there was no sand at any hardware store in town. I could not buy any sand. So it's like, well, kids, here's a box on the ground and some dirt. Just put some water in there. And now it's a mud pit. You know, it's like <laughs> eventually I got sand, but it took months because everyone else was doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, I wouldn't have this. Studio. If it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have this studio here out in the garage. Like I went and built it because I was home every day. Yep. And it's yep. like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I got time and money and let, let me go. Let me go put it together. Um, so fortunately, drywall wasn't a problem. <laughs> it wasn't a problem at the time in which I did it. But uh, but there, but there was, a you know, a crunch there, too, because everyone was doing their home improvement. Absolutely. Stuff, you yep. know, being home. Uh so getting back to, to Shark Tank, you uh, did you did you have a, a shark in mind that you wanted to work with? Yeah, so I had a couple. Um, you know, so Barbara actually I had picked out um, through my research, also part of my preparations. I kind of dug in deep on each of the sharks. What are their personalities? What are they likely to invest in? If so, what are they looking for? What other companies have they invested in? If they had written a book, I read their book, and just kind of looking at Barbara and learning about her, it's like. Okay, one, she's into bikes. She's riding in Central Park all the time in New York. She's invested in bike companies in the show in the past. I thought she was a likely candidate to be interested in what I was doing. And just based on the, uh, and then I also talked to entrepreneurs who had been invested in by all the sharks and kind of asked their behind the scenes experience. Hey, what was it like working with them? You know, were they supportive or whatever? And everyone I talked to that had done a deal with Barbara was like, had nothing but good things to say. And so I thought, you know what? Um, she's kind of number one on my list here. Um, so, uh, I kind of had said, even in the, you know, the beginning of the show, I had, had had picked her to come down and test ride the bike. And before I could even get the words out, she's like, I want to come ride that thing. And so it was like signs are pointing to, you know, hey, she's interested right from the get go, um, kind of like I had anticipated. And then I was also thinking about Robert as well, because um, he's kind of into everything that moves and has wheels and he's always up on skateboards or, or whatever it is. And he's got a couple of young kids at home. Uh, he did. He wasn't up on, on my panel, so that wasn't really an option there. But um, those were kind of the two I was looking at that, you know, that's, a, I don't know if you can divulge that. How, how early on did you know who was going to be on the panel? Not very much in advance. Not very like, Okay. So like, like day, like days, not like weeks. Yeah. Months. It okay. was, it was like, you kind of just prepare for anything. It could have been a, you know, they could have thrown it one of the guests out there and I wouldn't have known until very kind of soon oh, before. Wow. So okay, I've read other people's experiences. Like they found out like literally the day of they made a switcheroo and like, you know, they changed it up. And it's like, so you really don't know until like just about before you go out there, like who's going to be out there. He's got to kind of prepare for everything. That's and, and, and there's, a, I mean, a growing list of sharks, you know, guest sharks that they have on the show. And, and obviously the producers know what they're doing, right? They're, 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 they're pairing up like, Hey, Jeff Foxworthy is going to be here. Let's put the hillbilly brand out there. Cause you know, yeah. maybe, I mean, you know, you know it's, it's, it it's showbiz. The show must go on, you know, things happen things people got to switch up you know, for whatever various scenarios somebody gets sick or covid or decides they can't do it and they bail it's like you know it's like they got to have you know any sort of like random like they don't really commit to anything the options are open until the day of like you don't really know what's going to happen you just kind of go where they tell you and you do it i, I mean there, there's this um a sense of excitement about that though uh because I would, I would feel even, it makes, it makes me, it makes me feel like if I was there, I would feel even more accomplished coming off the show, uh, regardless of if I went well or didn't, but especially if I did get a deal, uh, because like, I don't know, it could have been like Mark, two different, you know, a guest and, and three other sharks that I just wasn't prepared other than Kevin, who's been on like literally almost every episode. Um, 
I think I can only think yeah, of there's, one episode. There's not many he's... without him. He's like the center of it, right? He's got that. yeah. Well, my, the one that that I can like, uh, I did a, I did like four the four pitches off of that episode. Mark sat in the center, which just felt awkward to see him. Yeah, sitting not right. in the middle. Or like the uh, season where they show. had like six sharks for like an episode or two, and then like that's oh not yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. Take the, let's take those off of there. <laughs> so taking out those outliers, Kevin pretty much is is in every episode. So, so he's one of the gar- you know, pretty much a guarantee. He's the glue that holds it all together, you know. Um. He does. He does. Um, so, all right. So you're you're out there. Uh, were you were you did you feel nervous when you walked out there? I mean, obviously they they make you walk out. For anyone who doesn't know, they they make you walk out there, stand out there, and they do all the get all the angles and the faces, and you know you're just they're, like you're just literally standing there for I don't know what twenty minutes, thirty minutes, it- forty minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, before you even say a word, you actually have to go out there and you kind of stand there and they get all their empty like B-roll of you just like looking at the sharks and not saying a word. And it's kind of awkward. And actually, I was halfway into that and I realized I'd forgotten to take my helmet off. And so then I was like, oh, hang on. And I'd like go take my helmet off and like go back and do it again. It's like it, so it was often an awkward start for me, you know, but, you know, but actually, I think I was most nervous in the quarantine leading up to it, you know, to be in your in a hotel room by yourself for two weeks just staring at the walls nowhere to go can't go exercise it's like just thinking about the impending thing that's about to happen like that was when i was most nervous and you know i I have a background in music and so i've been on stage probably hundreds of times and so i i don't really get stage fright it's more like this excitement or just like kind of energy that you just feel when you're in the moment and so when it was time to do it i was just amped up and ready to go i just kind of was jamming tunes all morning long and just you know you know just kind of getting ready and in the zone and you know, I, I, I tried to, I think I came across comfortable and, and I, and I was comfortable. I, I was prepared and just ready to do it. And, you know, and it's also, just, it's also coming to terms with your imperfections, you know, like as, as prepared as I was, I know there's some weaknesses about the business and how it's set up and, you know, and if there wasn't, the investors wouldn't be interested because they would have no value to add. So you have to know that you're not going to be perfect. They're going to dig in on the, on the weaknesses and they're going to find them. So just own that that's what it is. And, you know, like, hey, you guys come in and you help fix it and make help me help me make this business better. That's where you add value as an investor, right? So, I mean, that's the important part of partners, right? Knowing where you're not strong and then filling that that in with strong people in those areas, right? I mean, that's why you should look for partners. This is why Walt needed his brother, right? Walt Disney needed his brother because he wasn't strong with the numbers. He wasn't strong at making sure that the bills were going to be paid, uh, you know, and and not just going off the deep end with the amount of spending and, and creation that he wanted to do all the time. Um you know, so so uh, I, I meant to ask you. So, what what music were you listening to uh, prior to walking out there? Oh man, well, I, I go to my fallback, like what the stuff I listened to in high school, just kind of like uh, uh, emo alt rock, and I don't know. I was listening like, to some like, like Jimmy then, then I listened, or Jimmy. Then World? I listened, no, well, yeah, Jimmy World, you know, and then uh, then also just some like pop tunes. I was listening to, like Kesha and stuff like that. Just I don't know, kind of a mix of random playlists and stuff. Just. I put I put on some Tony Robbins for like 15 minutes, like close my eyes, stretch my hands up, do the whole thing. I don't know if it helped or not, but I did it. <laughs> that takes some of the edge off, you know. It, it takes some of the edge off. Uh, what, what kind of what instrument do you play, by the way? Uh, I play French horn, and then I also play uh, bass. Oh wow, that's so, awesome! Stand up bass or, or uh, bass guitar? Uh, both, both actually. Wow. I played bass bass in the orchestra for a while, and uh, 
Um, I was actually a music major in college, and for a while I thought I might actually go into orchestral performance, playing bass. So. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, you don't hear French horn very often uh, when you ask people what they play. What they play. Um, I like French horn, but you know neither of those is an instrument that's very fun to play uh, by yourself at home, so I don't play much anymore. Uh, I tend to play piano mo the most at home, and I'm teaching my daughter how to play piano now. So oh, these awesome. days, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> so, all right, so you're out there, um, and, you know, obviously the the pitches are an hour you know 40 minutes to like an hour and a half right i mean that's what and they cut it down to a little bit do you do you feel like you you got a fair shake in the in the editing you know uh by the editors in in your representation well i i think it was a fair shake i think it you know i think it ended up being a good look on me and the company um but there were there were definitely some things that they cut out that would have you know when i went out there i didn't feel like it was overwhelmingly negative. Like when you watch the show, they they left in every one of those negative moments and cut out almost all of the positive ones. And so it made it look really dramatic. So it kind of led up to this, you know, it's, it's storytelling. Like they want, if it's going to have like this positive resolution at the end, and then I had that emotional moment kind of after the shot, um, well, let's make it look kind of contentious early on to make that more, you know, uh, appealing to the audience. But what they cut out was the first 10 minutes of them like loving the bike and loving the price point. And I thought Kevin was going to whip out his wallet and buy one right, right on the spot. He just went on and on and on. They cut all that out. It's like, <laughs> let's just jump right into the weaknesses in your business. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, well, the, yeah, it, it is all for the storytelling, right? And and because they only have so much time, and they, uh, I don't recall if you had a commercial, you had a commercial break mm -hmm. in, the, in the middle of yours, right? So they yeah. have to leave right in the middle of negotiation. People. They got to do it. Yep. Yeah, they <laughs> got to get you to to make the jump, or you know, over to the next, uh, you know, the next scene. So it's it's one of those things that it definitely. Um, it, it, like, does it feel real? Like, like when you watched it back, did you have like a watch party? Uh, you know, we didn't just because COVID and COVID, I know, our family's yeah, most co comfortable, you know, if we're going to get together when people are vaccinated and stuff. So I just, my, I think some of my employees got together. I just watched it at home with my family, you know, um, and just in the living room there. So um, it, it was, it was weird. And apparently my wife said I was like mouthing the pitch while I was doing it on the TV. I don't remember doing that, but she said I was like doing it with the, with the TV. <laughs> um <laughs> No, it was, it was surreal. You know, it's like, cause I mean, Shark Tank's about as real as reality TV gets. They do cut it up and they edit it. There's some things that happen that don't end up on the show, but um, in the end it's all one take and there's no redos. So they're pulling from a footage that actually happened, you know? So um, it's, it's about as real as things get. And so, you know, they captured all the key moments that I knew they were going to put in there, of course. So there weren't really any surprises. Um, you know, I just, they they did what they did to make it uh make it interesting and to make the story kind of you know have a have a nice story arc to it yeah i mean they are definitely masterful editors uh, i mean I, I over the years i've seen some mistakes where you're like you'll hear somebody else talking in in that person's mic mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, well, what happened? What th that sounded like? They and then they it, obviously it skips to the like down the road. It's not like going back to that person, but for the most part, they are uh, yeah. The, and, you know, there was a little bit of that. It's like you know, I was supposed to keep a certain distance from the sharks, and when you're trying to get somebody to test ride your bike and park it correctly, it's like 
it's, it's hard to do from a distance and you get close and then I'll get too close. And they're like, you need to get away from Barbara. It's like, Oh, sorry. I'm just, and you know, it's like, I'm just, and she doesn't really care. She's like getting all up next to me. It's like, like you were I'm just so, in quarantine what? for two weeks. Like, what are we, what are we I, doing? I know, here? but like, they were like, you're not allowed to touch the bike. And it's like, well, but I got to put it back where it belongs. And then, you know, while they're like doing that, they're shouting questions at me. It's like, but and they're like, stop asking questions because I got to get this, got to get me back on the carpet. So <laughs> there's like, there was some of this, but you know, they cut all of out, cut, cut all of it yeah. out just to leave the, uh, um, so it's like, you're trying to like focus on what's happening and you're also trying to manage the room and like, you know, you know, the sharks are antsy to all shout their questions all at you at the same time. And so you got to kind of focus more on the ones that you want to make sure that you're answering and maybe you have to ignore some of what Lori's trying to ask you or whatever. Uh, Cause you know, you're focused on Barbara and this is never going to be on QVC. So I I'll maybe answer a question or two, but I'm, you know, if, if everyone's asking the questions at the same time, I'm going to go with the ones that I'm going for. So I, I think that's a, a pretty solid strategy. Now I obviously they're sitting further away from you and you can't get close to them. I was told that there, I, or I read that there was a microphone, like there was like a speaker behind each of the sharks or something. So they could hear what you were saying, but you didn't have like a headphone in your ear. I did not have a so. headphone. I didn't have a speaker. And actually several times I had to be like, ask them to repeat themselves because they were so far away and they're just talking like normal volume like in the room so big, like, I almost couldn't even hear them sometimes. Yeah. So it was like, I felt like I was shouting across the room, you know, cause you're like, want to be high energy. And then like, I'm getting, it's like nothing coming back. It's like, there's like talking like normal conversation levels. I can barely hear them. So it was, it was this weird kind of audio environment for sure. Um, that is, yeah, that is weird. I, I feel like they probably should have given you a headphone at that point to, so you could hear and talk normal, like as if you, like, like we're talking right now, but like you're on the other, like you're on the far back side and we're just talking. You I know. mean, I, I did have a microphone, I guess technically I, I could have, but I, when you can't really hear what's coming at you, you just feel like you need to talk louder. Like you feel like you're, you need to project because they're way far, like just the distance and they're far away. It's like, you just kind of naturally just do it. Um, yeah, I'm surprised the editors didn't run into an issue with that because, like, you know, it's like if I am like kind of yelling at you, but in the t you know in the TV boxes, we're we're like might as well be sitting right next to each other, right? It, it, it's just odd um, that they wouldn't just be like, here, put this like little earpiece in your ear, and then at least you can hear what's going on and talk at a normal level versus you know feeling like you need to raise your voice and they're just talking normal. Well, because uh, they hear you just fine. Maybe They're next time. From... Actually, an earpiece would have been nice. I would have appreciated an earpiece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, they, they still did it, right? They gave us yep. a season of Shark Tank. They didn't have to do that. They could have no. just said, ah, it's too hard. We're not, we're not going to Vegas. We're not going to figure it out. We're not going to make this happen. We're not going to put people in the quarantine and all that. So it's it, they still well, they still did it. Well, and I'm glad they did. I mean, the whole throughout the audition process, there, there was that big question mark of, is the season even going to happen? Like you're, they're auditioning people, but they don't even know if or when or where it's being filmed. And so like, I kind of didn't have my hopes up the whole time and very in a brief period before they actually filmed it, they actually secured the place and we went out and did it. But like, I didn't know if it, it was even going to happen at all. And, you know, so it was, I'm glad it all worked out in the end. That's a big, yeah, it's a big thing because my fear at that point would be that they would just put all the names back in the, like, in the roto, you know, in the bingo wheel and just be like, all right, we're just, everybody's starting, everybody's starting fresh because you don't know, you know, some of those businesses a year from, a year later might not even exist at that point. 
might not um, exist, might not need funding. Maybe there's new businesses that are, are more interesting or whatever. So yep. yeah, you could have just been recycled and then just dropped. So yep. yeah, my expectations so were low and you know, I had enough on my plate to deal with. So I was like, you know, if it works out cool, if not, I got my hands full with the business as it is. So we'll, we'll figure it out. That's awesome. So, uh, so after, after your pitch, you, you, you left, right. Um, and how, like how, what, like what was some of the first things you, you did like after you walked out, did you like call, call your wife or like what, you know, man, well, you know, so you do the pitch and then like, you're kind of just in this, you know, come down of like adrenaline that's been building for months and especially so in the last, you know, 24 hours and you just like all kind of releases and you're just almost in this, I don't know, like kind of high state of just, and some people, they're like guiding you around the different places of where you're going next. And you're just kind of following along, but you're not really sure what's happening. And then they take you to some other place. They do kind of the, the post shot, whatever you want to call that in the interview. And they're just like, you know, asking you questions and you're just answering them and about what just happened. And then, you know, and then it's like, you're just kind of hit with like, I, I guess it's done. And, you know, I'm going to go to my, to my hotel room and they lead you up there. And it's like, is, is that it? You know, just there's, there it was like all of this excitement and then just like nothing. And, you know, and then you're left wondering, you know, you can film and then maybe they never even air it. You know, that happens. People, people that, get filmed. Yeah. Some people even do deals and then it never ends up on the show. So it's like, so you just left wondering, like, I did this thing. I don't know if it's ever going to get aired, you know? So it's like back to business, I guess. Like, <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know, you're, you left kind of almost feeling empty. Like, wh what do I do next? Like, this was the thing I was working on for so long. And now I've got like this whole like what what's the what's the next big goal that we're we're working on here you, it's like coming back to normal reality like as if Shark Tank was never there. Weeks, but you, know, but being, you also have to prepare away. too it's like i gotta assume it's gonna go on the air i don't know if it is so okay we need we need to get more inventory we gotta double the warehouse space we gotta get more people we gotta like do all these things as if it's going to go to air we're gonna get all this exposure and then if it doesn't well then we just have it all and hopefully we can sell the bikes that we got so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that, well, that's definitely tricky to, to not navigate too. like, yeah, I, you know, it never even really occurred to me that they, that they would not air a pitch just because of how much time in, is invested in each of those pitches. You know, I mean, from your, your time, their staff time, the sharks, I mean, the pitches are 45 minutes to an hour and a half. So like just that alone, I mean, I've always, um, have greatly admired the fact that these, that the sharks can, that they can produce this many episodes. I mean, it, with each pitch, just even just an average of an hour, you know, and four hours per episode, just in, just in filming, uh, is a lot to ask of these, you know, multi, multi-millionaires slash billionaires to be there for like 30 episodes a season. Yeah. It's which is why I'm glad I filmed in the morning and not like at the end of some day of like, oh, this is pitch number 12 today. It's like, oh, we're just going to be grumpy and go out and get out of here. It's like, I, I don't know if that plays into it, but it has to, you know, so I was happy. I was one of the first ones that morning. You know, they're fresh. They're probably just had their <laughs> breakfast. They're, you know, they're good. So maybe they'll be happy, you know, more positive to me. You know, you know, who knows? It all plays a factor. I 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do their best to not let that happen, to, you know, but it, it, they're still human. I mean, it's, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, you know, they and they still have their own, you know, issues and outside influences going on, too, right? Their own businesses, their own, you know, just because they just because they got billions of dollars, I mean, they ain't got problems that they're, you know, they got all kinds of problems. They got people to deal with those problems. But at the end of the day, everything falls on them, right? And that's, that's the resp- responsibility of the, of the business owner. So, um and yeah, so I, I, man, that's so that's, it's, yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a real big, like, now what after, after walking off that, like, even like when you do like, like you perform on stage, right? Like I, I'm also a DJ. So like getting to, you know, performing DJ competitions and stuff, you know, like you build up, you practice, you, you're putting your set together, you're doing your thing, you go out there, you do it. And then you come off and it's like, okay, now what? Like, where's the next one? I got to get that high again. Right. And, and unfortunately there's, you know, not another shark tank right behind it you know what i mean it's not like oh okay no, now we're off like, the next shark tank and no there, there's not a and and i'm even dealing with this right now is that okay we still had the show to kind of prepare for if it's going to air we want a lot of things ready and in place but then once it airs it's like okay like now like so you know we actually took two days last week off site me and the leadership team hey let's let's look at everything we want to do in the next three to five years okay make a one-year plan three-month plan like kind of just laid it down here's priorities and goals because there was really only one goal before that get ready for shark tank and then it was gone and like there was this void across the company like i don't know what's next i don't know what's priority so we had just taking some time off and just thinking like me with a notepad just like writing down ideas like okay let me get back to where, where was I before this ever entered into my life? Okay. Let me go back to there and start doing all the things that I wanted to do last year that I didn't do because this kind of entered the picture and kind of getting back on track. Mm. So, yeah, I mean that, yeah, that, that's a big void too. And in, in like the, the longer, the longer void uh, of like, okay, everything's going to this. Cause I really want it to not everything, but a large chunk of my every moment that isn't spent doing the business is spent watching the Shark Tank, watching, reading the books, doing, you know, listening to audiobooks, doing whatever I can to prepare myself. And now, and now that's been done, right? Um, do you, so you, you had re- uh, said in the comments, which if, if you are, uh, by the way, if you're watching this or listening to this, if you could. Uh, smash that like button and drop some comments below uh, for Aaron what you thought of the pitch. If you haven't watched the reaction video that I did uh, on his pitch with Larry Roberts, uh, you should totally go do that. I'll drop that in the in the description below. But um, so you you had said that there's a uh, or that Robert uh, decided to that he wanted to get involved with the business and he was the you said it was the first time a shark had done that which to me is mind-boggling just given the the sheer number of pitches that have it's the, existed it is the first time in shark tank history that a shark not on somebody's panel has invested in a deal there have been times That's in the crazy. past where somebody was on a panel did not do a deal runs into the entrepreneur a year or two later oh hey how's it going and then comes in at that point or whatever um but this is the first time somebody not on the panel came into a deal so um i so after I pitched at some point behind the scenes, Barbara, uh, Robert approached Barbara, hey, uh, I want in on this. Um, you know, I want to split it with you 50-50. And, you know, and that was it. He announced it on a, and then we kind of did it behind the scenes. And then on Instagram, he announced it the day that it aired that, hey, he came into the deal too. So, you know, maybe, maybe there'll be a, maybe there'll be a follow-up 
thing in the future who knows about oh you know you know they're, come on now Aaron. you know they will because that's a story that's a story right there right was there, yeah. was there cameras around at the time in which he came up uh no 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 it's a, like oh, this was all behind the scenes this is all behind the scenes but no he's got he's got a bike now he's riding with his kids you know he shared that picture on instagram he's like i love my bikes my kids love bunch bikes uh, my dog loves bunch bikes so he's like way into it um his oh, kids are the awesome. perfect age so um, yeah, they're, they're riding the bike all the time. So it's great to kind of have an advocate and an investor. That's like also a, like a power user of the product. So, um, it's, it's going to be huge. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a shame he wasn't on the panel. Cause I, I, he probably would have jumped right on the idea. He probably would have been the one that wanted to ride the bike too. He probably was far out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm going to, I'll try. I'm going to ride this. Um, and then probably proceeded to crash the bike into like the set. Oh, I mean, yeah, the motor would have kicked on. And yeah. There, there, that was part of the challenge. She was like, there's really not enough space on this little stage to test ride a bike, but we're going to give it a whirl. I think you can take a circle and that's about it. <laughs> so, and I actually, I, I turned the motor off. Like no, the, no motor is going to turn on. There's just not enough space here. You need to, you need, you need a road or a bike path or something. Mm, that's a, yeah. That, that, um, so, so, you know, I, oh, that reminds me, I, I think in the pitch, I actually mentioned that I have an electric bike, an electric assist bike from 1996 or 1997. Yeah. And I, I looked it up after I saw that. I'd never heard of like, like what is that? And, I like, and then I saw it. the recall and you mentioned the recall. It's like, I don't. This I don't know what this I'm not is. Saying, I would never send that back. It's in my attic. I I, it, I don't know if the battery is any good at this point. But uh, uh, I won it not. in a in a in a raffle basically uh, in Philly. They were like, "Oh, you, you know, you won," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like t- they took all these pictures with me with the bike, and they're like, "Okay, just sign here, like in case we want to use you in any promotions or anything." They probably never did, but uh, you know. And then proceeded to well, they got bought by Ford or they were owned by Ford out of the gate. Think uh, think mobility and then uh proceeded to basically go into oblivion but um i mean that's actually pretty incredible you had an electric bike in 96 like 15 years before they were even like cool i should have brought it out of the attic to, <laughs> to have it here I'll, I have to, I'll take some pictures i'll send it over to you uh it's in it's in good condition because it's pretty much it just lived up in the attic uh after I, because I eventually got a moped and then didn't need the electric assist bike. Because I mean, electric assist bike, I think the max was like 15 miles an hour or something on it. And it wasn't, I mean, it was okay for distance, but it wasn't great. Like, not like a moped. So, you know, it, it just, uh, you know, it got retired, but but it retired to the attic. And, and someday we'll probably end up in a museum or something somewhere. <laughs> Um, so would you say that, uh, on like a, a scale to one to 10, your, what would you rate your shark tank experience as overall? And, and obviously giving the benefit of the doubt of like being stuck in a hotel room for two weeks, <laughs> you know, I I'd give it a nine, man. I, I don't have any regrets or complaints or things that I, you know, I would go back and do differently. Yeah. There's things I could have answered better or prepared better or whatever, but in the end I was as ready as I was going to be. And, um, I, I think the experience was was great. They took good care of us, and I had fun when I was out there. And I liked the way that they edited. And I'm glad it ended up on this show, and it's given a good boost to our business. So I really can't complain. You know, it was worth all the effort for sure. Yeah, well, that's and that's the, always the thing, right? It's like you're doing, you know, you're still running the business. It's not like you're just preparing for Shark Tank, right? You're not just preparing for the Olympics. You're you're also running a business. You know, you're running a right, business right, right. that has its own day to day operations uh, and things going on in it too. So. Uh, you know, uh, 
you know, congratulations on getting a deal. That that is uh, that is awesome. And has that worked out well for you so far? I mean, if you're well, able to, you know, it's, it's, it all? just kind of happened recently, you know, so it wasn't much before the show aired that we'd close the deal. So that's, oh, it's, wow. it's kind of like just initial stages. There's a lot of due diligence and stuff that happens behind the scenes. Like mm -hmm. they do the show, but they don't really know anything about you or your business. Now it's time to get to work and months and months of paperwork and financials and, you know, making sure that you are who you say you are. And there's, there's no skeletons in the closet that didn't come up in the 20, 30 minutes you were talking to them. You know, you really can't. You, they got to check all the, you know, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and it takes a while, a long while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, no we're, we're just absolutely. in we're just in early stages with them. So I'm excited for what's coming uh, in the future. That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, there's probably uh, hope. Well, probably, hopefully, a lot of great, uh, great news in the near future. Um, what uh, would you, is there anything that you wanted to fill me in with before we before we wrap up here that I didn't get to ask? Man, I, I think we covered it. I think we're good. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, Aaron, I really, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today and uh, and talk about your experience as much as you obviously could, uh, and and share you know inspiration to other entrepreneurs that are looking uh, to you know to get on the Shark Tank or even just a pitch to other you know. There's tons of you don't just have to go to Shark Tank. There's tons of pitch competitions out there that aren't as maybe stressful as Shark Tank is, um, you know, or no. is entailed. <laughs> But you if, know, you, if you but, mess up in another pitch, no, no, but it's not going to see the light of day, you know? So, you know, it's, and I actually was pitching to angel investors and stuff like that earlier, you know, last year. So I, I had kind of prepared in that way as well. And then, you know, got my friends and said, okay, five of you, you all pretend to be a different shark. I'm going to pitch you via zoom and we're going to do this. I did that a couple of times. And so any preparation that where you're just allowed to fail and have it be messy and go poorly is good because it prepares you for the, for the real thing and you get all that out of your system hopefully <laughs> you see where, where you see where all your blind spots are yeah yeah i mean it, it, that's that's you know you we don't we don't fail we learn right that it's that's how we get education yep. and uh and, and and in anything it's not just in in pitching so i i think it's important for anybody who's you know has a business or is trying to get into business i think it's really key for them to understand that we we don't fail we just learn we learn a lesson and we paid for that lesson just like you would pay to go to school you know uh i remember i i was when i left my family's business it was a hundred million dollar company leave the business and people were asking me i started up a podcast about a month after i left back in 2014 and people would ask me so how much money are you making joe and i'm like <laughs> well if i was going to school the first question you wouldn't be asking me is how much money am I making going to school? Because the answer is nothing. I'm paying to be there, right? I'm paying to learn. Yep. I'm paying with time. I'm paying with energy, uh, and I'm paying with money. And and that's that's just the you know that's the way of the learning process. Is it? Is, that's just what it is. You know, some people. And if anything, you get more out of it because you go to college and you learn something, but you don't have any tangible thing to apply that information to, and so it's it's hard to retain that. But when you've got a business and you read a book or you try something, it's like you can immediately just put that into action, see if it worked or not, iterate, learn. And, you know, so I, I think just taking action, just taking a stab at whatever you're trying to do is a better way to do it than just going to college or, you know, reading a ton about it without actually doing anything. So 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Aaron, I do want to get uh, some video of you and and Larry riding on bikes together uh, around the Dallas area. That would be that would be awesome to see. Uh, unfortunately, I don't live out there. I've I've been to Fort Worth a couple of times. Uh, I actually like it there a lot. Um, no, it's nice. But... I told Larry to come up to the warehouse sometime, so we'll see if he does. He's, oh, he's that pretty, would be awesome. He's, he's pretty close by. That's awesome. Yeah. So at some point I will get back. I will get down there, uh, you know, when COVID is over and uh, get back to Texas and, and, and hopefully come see Aaron. I, yeah, I would love give to me do a bit that. Of time. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for, for watching. Thank you, Aaron, for, for being here. Uh, again, if you have made it this far into the interview, please make sure to smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm so we can get this video in the hands of more super entrepreneurs like yourself. Make sure you get subscribed so you don't miss any more Shark Tank Tales, Shark Tales, Tank tails, whatever you duck want to tails. call it, these duck tails. Uh, <laughs> make sure so you, so you get subscribed. Uh, we got more more of these coming down the pike uh, with some other Shark Tank business owners, uh, as well as more Biz Coach Reacts videos. And if you haven't been watching, uh, by the time this airs, I will have been doing live streams as well, uh, doing business reviews, like Biz Coach Reacts reviews of businesses uh, online. So I'm looking forward to doing those. So go make sure you get subscribed so you don't. Don't miss those. Make sure you hit that, that bell icon so you get notifications up in your oh, up this way, up in this direction uh, every time that I go live with those. Anyway, I hope you all have a great day. Take care.